Hey dear Tyler, good evening. How are you doing? I hope you're good. I hope you're fine. Um, yeah, so it's really nice being able to reach out to you again. And I'm sure we've been enjoying the series that I've been on in all of the topics. Um, and I'm glad that, especially for the last episode, right, Confronting Your Ex, I'm really, really glad that what I shared was able to help people. Because I think a lot of people have been dealing with quite a lot. And um, it's very important that you take out time to heal before you know, take you know the next step into especially any relationship, right? You know, one of the major things that I said is that it's, it's really unfair to bleed on someone that didn't cut you, right? Um, and then you now pour out your anger on that particular individual, right? And, you know, somebody else suffers for the wounds that someone else caused. So I'm glad that it really did resonate to a lot of people, right? And I really do hope that we're able to share these contents. Um, I'm really grateful that most of these, um, in fact, Dear Tyler itself is on multiple platforms, right? So for those people that really are not into, like, podcasting platforms like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you know, Google Podcasts, you could always check it out on um, YouTube, right? And YouTube also has its own podcast platform. But you could check it out, you know, listen to it. And, you know, most importantly, I'd really appreciate if you get to share the content with other people, let people know some of these things, you know, the truths that I get to share or my perspective, right, that I get to share, uh, in as much as they may not be perfect, I believe that they do help one way or the other. So I remember when I put the teaser out for this particular episode, a lot of people came into my DM and they're like, ah, oh, okay, they're really, really excited, right? And am I excited about it? Yeah, I am, you know? How to fall in love with me. How to... <laughs> the secret to my heart, right? The things that matter. Um... And so, yeah, for, you know, for some people, they'll look at it from the perspective that, okay, I'm about to tell you, if you want to win my heart, this is what you're going to do. Definitely, that's going to be absolutely risky. Absolutely risky, right? Um, there's a part of the Bible, I think, in Solomon, Songs of Solomon, chapter 3, I believe, either chapter 3 or chapter 5. It says that do not awaken love before its time, right? So do not put people in a position that they'll just end up loving you, you know, when you're not ready to reciprocate. Right. Um, secondly, I never said the me was me, right? So it doesn't have to be me, you know, like talking about my own person, right? I could have been speaking from a different perspective. Maybe someone that told me that oh, this is how to fall in love with me. This is the secret to my heart, you know, and something like that. So... I would start this particular episode with a scripture. Um, some I believe it's, it should be in First or Second Corinthians, right? Where the Bible says that who knows the heart of a man except the spirit of a man, right? And um, who knows the heart of God except the spirit of God? Uh, and that, you know, the spirit, you know, searches the deep things of God, you know, and reveals those deep secrets to us. If we've ever, for those of us that are, you know, widely 
you know, well, we've, we've read quite a lot of books, you know, we've read quite a lot of things. Um, we've received a lot of information, especially from Gary Chapman. He talks about the five love languages, right? The five love languages. And um, the five love languages is an attempt to is an attempt to express how people receive love, how people receive love and how people give love, right? Or how people interpret love, right? And he was able to break it down into five um, major aspects. So we've got um, gifts, we've got acts of service, we've got words of affirmation, we've got quality time, and then we've got physical touch. And some I'm not, you know, uh, as much as I have, you know, meditated you know and contemplated on these um, aspects i've not actually found anything that falls outside these five um love languages right these five love languages now um i would share just a little story right and, and i would use me for instance i don't know if this is going to be implicating um I, I hope it's not. I hope it's not implicating, but I just want you to be able to learn something because it's very important for you to be able to love people the way they understand love, right? And also from your own perspective, you should be able to interpret love in the right way because a lot of us um, want, you know, we would love the way we want to be loved generally, would want would love the way we want to be loved so if i'm a quality time person right i would my 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 major expression right my major expression of love would be quality time when i give quality time i feel i am loving you because that's what i interpret as love right? i feel i'm loving you because that's what i interpret as as love at that moment but because I love quality time, it does not mean that you are also bound by that. And sometimes it can cause a very frustrating um, scenario, right? Um, maybe somebody's love expression, right, is gifts, right? Whenever you buy something for them, whenever you're coming to see them, you package something. And, you know, the thing about gifts is <clears throat> someone that truly appreciates gifts, right? The, 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 there's always the purity aspect of these five love languages there are there will always be excesses so the excess of words of affirmation right will be flattery and lies right flattery and lies um the excess of acts of service will be slaving yourself for someone right um quality time right is guilt tripping people into um staying in your corner Right, um, for gifts is being unnecessarily demanding, you know, physical touch. Down, we don't even have to go into it. You understand? There are certain expressions of it that are not just pure, but in its purest, right? In its purest form, right? If you are somebody that loves gifts, right? In its purest form, it's not just the gift that comes, right? The nature of the gift that comes, but the fact that every time. A person thinks about you they desire to bring something that communicates their heart to you right communicates their heart to you now like i said one of the major issues right major issues is how can people um how, how people tend to love others the way they want to be loved right the way they want to be loved 
and I said I was going to give an example. I don't know if I'm reconsidering it. Maybe there's a high possibility that I am. Um, but there was something that the Spirit of the Lord told me one time. He said that you can do many things for me out of love. But at that moment, I would receive it because I interpret it as your way of loving me. But you need to understand that there is a way I want to be loved. And until you ask me, you would never know how I want to be loved. You can stand and assume that, oh, okay, Lord, I know that you desire to spend time with me. Right? And Or I should spend time with you. And at that point, the Lord really wants me to reach out to somebody. Now, he knows that my staying in his presence at that time is an expression of love. But what he wants really is for me to probably reach out to someone. Now, this is no law, you know, Medes and Medes and Persia or something. This is really about your individual work. But, and also about how sensitive you are to the promptings of the Spirit. So, if, if I do something, right, in love... Right? God receives it as my act of love. But the truth is that until I find out what his heart is beating for and follow it, I have not genuinely loved him. So, let's take an instance. I'll, I'll still give my, 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 my analogy. Uh, I, I guess I'll be that vulnerable. There was something that Bill Johnson said years ago. In a message that I heard, he said that the difference between Martha and Mary is that Martha was making, he used the word, making cookies, right, that the Lord did not ask for. That um, the Lord's desire was to see them, spend time with them, and, you know, interact with them. She was so bothered about serving, right? And in the service, in her serving, right, it was an expression of her love and in its purest form right she did it from a very pure heart not you know for any reason to um, make you know maybe try to make an impression no that was her own communication of love but the master wanted to have her right and let them have a discussion let them interact with each other and he said that you know you're combined about so many things but then Mary has chosen which that which is most important at that time food was not on his mind what was on his mind was the um, desire to interact with these people. And so, Bill Johnson said that Martha's problem was that she was making cookies that the master had never requested for. Probably, if she had sat down with him, she would have really gotten to know the exact thing he wanted if it was in maybe like a meal-based uh, request. Do you understand? So, and, you know, I think there's one problem that um, ladies usually have it, guys. Especially maybe like in a relationship or especially in marriage. I, I used to get to hear it a lot from my married friends where they're like, somebody says, the one question that they hate asking their husbands is, what do you want to eat? And then the man answers anything. And you know, it just puts them in a limbo. Like, I want to satisfy you, right? And I cannot satisfy you until you tell me what you want, right? I cannot satisfy you until you tell me what you want. The secret to my heart right, is actually finding what my heart desires. And I'm the one that is going to tell you. You're not going to discover it by, um, by mere guessing, you know, um, trying, you know, different, um, different ideas here and there. Um, there's something that we say in Nigeria, 
right? You know, so you're just, you know, just throwing blanks here, checking here, checking here, and hoping that what you do is going to be the correct thing. No, it doesn't work like that. The secret to my heart lies with me as an individual. And you've got to really, really be after my heart for me to be able to pour out my heart to you, right? And until I say, trust me, you would never know. Until I say, trust me, you'd never know. Now, let me give you a little scenario. Years ago, right, I had this friend of mine. Um, we, we, we eventually got close and all. And um, we were... We, we got into a relationship. Yes, me and this lady. We got into a relationship. My, there was a lot of, you know, novice actions in it. And one time, you know, when we're talking, you know, she she confronted me. I was like, um, you don't like ladies that wear trousers, right? I looked at her. I was like, ma. She said, yeah. And uh, I like ladies with, with short hair. I was like, what do you mean? She said that she was ready to, you know, toss out all her trousers and then cut her hair. I looked at her and I said, Ma, please don't do that. Don't do that. And I was like, I love long hair. Eh? I love long hair. I'm not very particular about the dressing, but I have absolutely nothing wrong with um, wearing trousers. I, I think it's fine. Right? I believe that everything should be done to a certain level of modesty, you know, with a certain level of modesty, right? So, um, you know your body, you know your type, right? So anything that is over-revealing, right, or over-compressing, I, I just don't think it's, it's, it's very presentable, right? But then as, as, a, as an attire, trouser, no. Why should I have a problem with that, right? And, you know, she was shocked, and I asked her, I was like, okay, Tom, um, like, babe, how far, why, why, why do you think that? She said that she noticed that a lot of the ladies that were around me at that time, like maybe people that, my female friends, right, most of them used to wear skirts and they used to cut their hair. And I told her, I said that, oh, sorry, oh, these ones, they just have their own personal conviction. They don't wear trousers at all. Do you understand, right? And for whatever reason, you know, the, the burden of keeping hair you know, basically made them cut it. I said that all of these things, I like hair or I like, you know, some of these other things. Now, does it mean that for me it's a deal breaker? No, definitely it's not a deal breaker, right? So whether long hair, short hair, trousers, skirt, or, you know, all of those things are, as much as I would appreciate them, they're not deal breakers for me. So I'm not going around, you know, necessarily maybe like checking around and check, checking, oh, do you have this, do you have this, do you have this, do you meet up to this? No. The real thing the most important thing, and maybe it's because um, it has happened over time, you know, when you've grown, right, you've lived life over a certain period of time and you've made a lot of mistakes, you will begin to pick out what's really important and, and like what really matters to you and what doesn't matter to you, right? What doesn't matter to you? I remember when I was trying to um, get to really like a particular person, um, one of my my many one of my many relationship journeys oh, it's kind of tough talking about it but yeah i really hope that it helps you one thing that i did was that i asked the lady okay what do you like you know some of the things what are your dreams your passions what do you consider as valuable you know and she told me how she loves gowns um and that her favorite artist was darling zetch and i was like okay cool so 
I have absolutely no interest in gowns. As a manly man, I don't think I should be browsing over gowns. But because I was doing my best to get to the heart of somebody that I truly admired, right? I went out, searched for gowns, right? And, you know, just... You know, we just started talking about it. And before you know, she was like, oh my God, I love this gown. I love this gown. Where did you see it? Blah, 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 blah. And I was just sending, you know, and somehow it opened the person's heart to me. I feel very somehow talking about this topic. But anyway, then it was her birthday. And what I did was I took a very, very large leap of faith, right? I reached out to Darlene Zetch. And luckily I got to um, get across to her secretary and i you know i pleaded i was like okay there's this friend of mine that i didn't tell darlene that i liked the lady but i said there's this friend of mine that really really admires you you're one of her favorite um worship leaders and her birthday is coming up now i know that it's a lot to ask but could you kindly maybe just drop a call for her on her birthday if that would be helpful and all you know and the secretary was gracious enough to respond to me i was like oh thank you so much for your message um okay and i actually made one other request but she's like okay thank you so much for your message that at this point darlene will not be able to do such but um darlene would get one of her albums and personally autograph it and send it to her that all they needed was the address information right and so i sent you know the address information to them and they sent the package now the problem is that our whole postal system in nigeria then i think somebody ended up siphoning the package so on the lady's birthday now i i really didn't have much to give right um but i i just got the email i just screamed grabbed it you know and then sent it to her so that she could see. And she was like, oh my God, Bingai did this for me and everything, right? And it really opened up for a relationship, me and her. But the reason why I'm sharing this is that I could have done a lot of things, right? I could have done a lot of things to try and um, impress her. Now, I know my my love language and, and I'm not going to talk about it. Those that know me probably know um, what is my, my my primary love language, right? So, but I could have used any of the five, right? I could have gone through maybe quality time. I could have gone through gifts, physical touch, you know, words of affirmation, um, you know, and the um, acts of service, whatever it is. And I would have not gotten it and it would have been frustrating. Those, there's one thing that our generation... Is, is kind of like tired of, and that's what we call the talking stage. Most people are like, you know, just write a PDF and then send. But it's through communication, right, that you really get to hear the heart of people. And you have to be genuinely interested in the person. Genuinely interested in the person. In as much as knowing about the person is an advantage to your pursuit, right? Your pursuit should not be winning the heart of the person, necessarily. Your pursuit should be really getting to know the person. So if I'm communicating with, let's say, someone that I want to, I have interest in, right? My desire to know the person should not stem from the fact that I'm interested in having something with the person. No, I genuinely want to know what you 
do what you love, what matters to you, so that I can imbibe the culture of always expressing it in a way that you love and you can understand, right? We have many languages in this world, right? What you may be saying is true, but if it's not understood properly, then you're, you're not making any sense, right? If me as a person from Taiba and I speak Chamba or Jukun, right? Maybe to my friend from Plateau, that's probably Birom or Magavul, right? And I'm speaking my own dialect. What I may be saying may be true, may be very powerful, may be very valuable and needed, but because that particular individual cannot receive it, does not know how to interpret it, then they also miss out on the, the benefit. And I am expelling a whole lot of energy, you know, with so much passion and fire in my, my spirit. You know, I'm saying things, I'm doing things, and this person cannot interpret it for me, right? Everything that I'm doing just seems, you know, um, it just seems forced. You understand? It just seems forced. There's a part of scripture that says that when you come into a congregation, right, speak in a language that they know so that they can receive. If you come over and you just speak in tongues, especially in the midst of um, people that do not understand the concept and the, you know, the principles behind speaking in tongues, right, a lot of them, they will not be able to say amen to what you're, you're saying. But when you come and then you prophesy, speak in a language that they can understand, then they can now say amen to whatever declaration that you are making, right? So it's very important that you get to learn what the person wants by asking. That's the secret to the heart of people, right? If you want to win anybody over in life, right, be genuinely interested in them, right, in them and their own progress, not that because you want them for yourself, right? And then it's also important on the flip side, right? There's always a flip side to this thing in, in relationships. Relationships have to do with more than one individual, right? So it's not about you. It's not, it's not about me. So if I am a sucker for gifts, if I'm a sucker for words of affirmation, right? I'm not going to, um, to expect that this particular individual would be forced to... Um, give me in the way that I interpret. I, on my own, should be able to know that at some times, the humanity of this individual is going to catch up with that person. The humanity of that individual will catch up with that individual and they're going to express love the way that they know how to express it best. So it's my responsibility to know what their own love language is so that when they're expressing it to me, I can interpret it as love also. It's very important that I do not allow my relationship to be one-sided, that I am the recipient, right? There has to be a mutual point where both of us are learning each other. We have to learn each other. So you, your, your love language is words of affirmation. My love language is probably acts of service. And I'm expecting you to do some acts of service. And then maybe you're sending me text messages every morning, right? Or you know, just telling me nice words. Oh, I believe in you. You know, all of those kind of things. If I do not really understand you, right? I am not being fair on you. If I'm going to consistently make demands and say, you see, you're not contributing to my vision. You're not coming into my life. You know, you're not, you're not, you're not, you know, directly helping me, you know, coming to help me sort out one or two things, right? It, this is me being absolutely unfair. But because I have learned to know you, for you, right? 
for who you are. When I see you sending me words of affirmation, I'm like, ah, this person is loving me in the best way that they can at this moment, right? And probably they've they've forgotten that I may not understand it that way. But because I know them, I know that they're doing this from the sincerity of their heart and I would receive it. And I would receive it. Every relationship has to, will always thrive, right? On the basis of real mutual understanding and respect for individuality, right? I am not A and A is not me. It's a very, very um, simple but complex fact. And it's something that we have to really, really receive. So, how would you ever fall in love with me? How would you ever fall in love with any other person? Right? Until you find out what matters to the person. You never matter to the person, truly. And people are very smart because they can read when all you're trying to do in finding out about them is looking for a way into their lives. No. People are very, very discerning, especially people that have gone through life. You know, they've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. They've had their own fair share of experiences. So they're very, very discerning. So if you come in a, in a, manip- in a manipulative fashion, people will, will, will figure you out. Oh, you're only doing this for me because you want me to go out with you or you want me to love you or reciprocate. The truth is that every relationship that we have, right, we should look at it from an eternal perspective. If I like a lady, for instance, and I'm getting to know that lady, right, and I'm getting to know her genuinely for her person, not because I am desiring to be in a relationship with her. If at the end of the day we find out that, oh, this thing is not going to work, there is a mutual respect and I can still express love. Love doesn't always have to be in an intimate way, you know, maybe like something that leads to marriage, right? I love my friends, but I be- because I've come to understand and discern them, I know what to do and what to say, you know, um, to be able to communicate love in the best way. So if I learn to know people genuinely for themselves, it helps me to maintain the relationship, even if um, things don't work out the way we had planned it, you know, to work out. I have this very, very great friend of mine and we were in a relationship for a time and for, for some reason, it was my fault. You know, just messed up. I misinterpreted a lot of things and she's one of the ladies in my life that has my back, right? Always, like, we talk as much as we can. You know, life catches up with people and all. She's married now, the beautiful family. But, you know, we still maintain that level of... Um, decorum and respect and to be honest it's something i learned from her because over time i realized that all i was trying to do at that time was my interest in her was so that we could be in a relationship but she really really developed an interest in me as a person called binga and i learned that really that's the best way to live life when you get to meet people right do not think about what you can receive right that should not be your major major goal that should not be your um prerogative what you should be thinking about is how can i best communicate love to this particular person right that even irrespective if i get what i desire or not right that i have done something that this individual will be eternally grateful for and if the opportunity comes for me to interact with this person again 
I would know what to do that can be of help to that individual. That's very important. When people know that they are genuinely cared for, their hearts would really, really open. Now, this is the last vulnerable statement that I would say concerning this because it's entering 30 minutes. I didn't even know. Um, I've had discussions with a lot of friends and a lot of people, you know, and, you know, um, talking about maybe like my relationship status as of now. So probably in the nearest future, if you're listening to this, right, uh, there's a high tendency that I'm married. But as at the rec- time of this recording, right, I'm, I'm, I'm a single gentleman. And, you know, one of the questions that they've asked me is that, what's my spec? You know, what am I looking for? And, you know, I told them, I said, you know, growing up, I had my own fantasies, and everybody should. And I'm an avid believer that you should always be with someone that is physically appealing to you, right? Um, Physical appeal is relative to the individual, right? People say that there's an adage that says beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So what you may consider as beautiful is not what I may consider as, as, as beautiful, right? But it's very important that you are actually physically attracted to the person. Physical attraction matters. But in as much as I look out for things that I consider as physical attractions, I realize that over time, my desires just became, I want someone who truly loves me. And I think that that's the heart cry for everybody. They really just want to be loved. Really just want to be loved. They don't want to feel like maybe someone is trying to take advantage of them for a certain access. Because this is what I feel makes people fall out of love. Now, I'm not, I'm no authority. I'm not married and all. But with the little discussions that I've had with a lot of married couples, right, they always say that their interest in their spouse never dwindles. So it's not like, oh, I finally married you now and then I don't care. I've got to want her. No, the interest still continues right now they just have a deeper relationship and they're able to share things on in uh, on a more intimate platter but basically the same pursuit still remains that they can sincerely feel the genuine um, heart of their spouse so if you ever want to fall in love or you want any other person to really fall in love with you or you want to fall in love with someone right be genuinely interested in the people and you can only be genuinely interested when you really take out time to communicate now you can always be uptight you know some people are just uptight and why are you around me what do you want if you're uptight like that trust me nothing you will not nothing will really happen in your life trust me not everybody that comes to say hello wants to ask you out i think that's even a topic for another time maybe we'll figure how to inculcate that particular topic into this month, you know, have a lot of misinterpretations, right, um, that people have, right, but be open enough to be able to have, you know, mature conversations, you really don't know what God will be able to do through it, so I've definitely stretched this particular episode, I didn't even know that it was going to be this long, but I really do hope that it has blessed you, right, I really do hope that it has blessed you, 
get to know yourself, know who you are, know what you want, know what matters to you, right? And then be as open as possible when people want to um, help and people really want to be involved in your life for genuine reasons, right? Don't make it so much of um, some mysterious journey and make it very difficult for them. No, just be as open as you can, right? And um, let the things flow. And then from your own side too, be genuinely interested in other people that you get to know how you can best interpret them. My final words, right, Tyler, is this. The goal is not to be heard. The goal is to be understood. I can talk in a language that you'll hear, but I can also speak in a language that you'll not understand. No matter how loud I speak, if it's in a language you don't understand, it's unfruitful to you. So no matter how much I love you, if it's in a language you do not understand, then it's unfruitful to you. No matter how much you love me, if it's in a language I don't understand, it's not going to be fruitful for you. Right? It's just going to be very, very burdensome. So, and if you're not open to also knowing people's heart, right? Um, you would feel like people are not trying their best for you. So it's very, very important that we do all of that. So yeah, I've talked a lot and I really do hope that this episode blessed you, right? Remember that I love you, I believe in you, and I'm always rooting for you. Bye.